Morning, everybody. It is a Saturday morning, October 14th, 2023. I'm Peter Boyles, Radio Free Denver, good old 710 KNUS. The weather It's going to be 60 today and tomorrow 70 and back to work Monday, 75 degrees. I have the Brockler Show next Monday morning and I have it as well as Wednesday. Uh, Obviously, the conversation, but is what's happening in Middle East or what's happening between Israelis and Palestinians but I started listening a lot to radio and watching some television news, which is I pretty much normally don't do. But I couldn't, I, I can't, um, well, it is difficult if you spend sort of part of your lifetime reading and another part where you traveled to listen to the things that are being said because they simply, they lack historical perspective and in fact lack any 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 intellectualism about what has happened. In the meantime, uh, he is in. Father, are you in Rome right now, or are you in Lebanon? Hello, Peter. I am in Rome, as a matter of fact, and I was in Lebanon, and uh, I'm trying to head back to Lebanon at the earliest possible time before things happen. Badly. This is Father Andre Mahana, who has been. Um, a spirit guide. Uh, he's been actually. He's taken me uh, into the Middle East twice. Um, I had such an experience the first time we went. I, I'd like to begin with because I'm trying to put a perspective on this. When you're a boy and you've talked to me about this, the um, the the PLO back then, the PLO. Um, if 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 my history is correct. The PLO is defeated in Jordan by the Hashemite Jordanians. And so what do they do? They go and they invade your your home country. They, in, they invade Lebanon. And this is to begin the Lebanese Civil War. And the Israelis uh, come in. And then following the Israelis, the Syrians invade. And you told me when you were a little boy... You could you could tell the difference, and when the United States also gets involved, that you could tell the difference in gunfire. That you're just a little kid, and you you knew who was who just simply by the sound of their weapons. So one of the things that Andre did, we went to uh, Beirut University, and you weren't there, but one of the senior guys was giving me a tour, and then I'll shut up and turn it over to you to speak. And he takes me into a room, and he said, and it was just a, you know, a room. And he said, this is a very important place. And I said, because, he said, this is where Henry Kissinger met Yasser Arafat in that room. Wow. So um, the Palestinians are defeated within a couple of weeks of that. Beirut was captured. PLO headquarters were evacuated to Tunisia by by um, Yasser Arafat. Talk about that and why that's important and all what all, all we are talking about. Um, thank you, Peter. Well, of course, this is important because the Israeli-Palestinian conflict since 1948 and even before is a source of many abnormalities in the Middle East and many potential risks for the world, including a potential 
to possibly blow up the world into confessional wars, uh, massive attacks such as ISIS attacks, religious hate, uh, waking of anti-Semitism to a grave, grave, grave state of uh, unfortunate danger to all the Jews or against all the Jews in the West this time, not only in the East, not only in Israel. And of course, some nuclear proportions because they mingled with every um, geopolitical cause and case and issue and wheel and deal in the world. You know, when we were kids, in fact, when I was listening to the news two days ago, um, it was said that our president uh, in the U.S. ordered that the uh, uh, Anheuser, I believe, uh, um, will come to Lebanon, which is one of the two military ships that mm -hmm. actually was in service back in 1980s uh, with New Jersey, because at our time it was the Anheuser and it was um, New Jersey that came to Lebanon. And the bomb you're talking about when we were in that cave, running away from uh, the massacres, which were sponsored, unfortunately, by Palestinian guerrillas, by uh, Hezbollah members at the time, and by the Druze at the time. We were in that cave. Uh, yeah, I told you, I remember in the Western Conservative Summit when I did the opening prayer, and you and John uh, had helped me a lot to, uh, to be there. The bomb that came out from New Jersey was different, was deep, was large, it sounded for a longer time, for a longer time. And you could hear it passing just like a small, heavy airplane. And, uh, of course, uh, the echo of that bomb stayed for almost um, minutes, keep echoing and echoing, and it shook the earth. And you're talking like we were about probably 20 kilometers or 30 kilometers away from the actual places where massacres were happening or even more. With that, our... Our country shook when that bomb would come off, basically. And I remember when I was also a child in Beirut, when now, uh, you know, the Israelis are talking about tunnels under... under. Which, when there? I was a child, uh, you met my father. My father used to help releasing hostages from West Beirut who were being kidnapped by Palestinian guerrillas or by, um, by unfortunate... Uh, uh, Islamic jihadis who were Christians for ransom of money. My dad, who knew the Quran, who was well, highly respected by both sides, would teach me the Quran. So when I go with him to West Beirut, I would recite some verses from the Quran to be able to basically me and my brother Freddy, most of all, we, we were the two of us who he did that with, um, to be safe basically with them. And we were in tunnels. I saw tunnels in Beirut, mm -hmm. as a matter of fact. So the strategies that Hamas uses are the same, and they didn't change. Yeah. But from the start of the hostilities, you know, of October 7th, we contacted all of our strategic communication people, security advisors in Lebanon, and we asked them, we said, if this is it, if this is it, they said, yes, unfortunately, all plans have changed mm. all agendas that they were at play in the political game in the last uh, 17 years or 18 years now have come to an end i said so what is israel gonna do they said most likely israel will take what we call the samson option mm. samson and delilah you know mm. the story sure, in course. the bible of course uh, uh i said what they said yeah i think they will take the samson option I said, what will happen to Lebanon? They said, we have 150,000 rockets 
buried in our land. Sixty mm-hmm. percent of them are inside the Christian mountains. You know, like Lou, when you yes. went up and you met Gerard's grandfather, yeah, yeah, yeah. where the shepherds are. Unfortunately, these places is where the Hezbollah most likely have stored their arsenal of 150,000 rockets. And now we have the largest U.S. and most equipped with um, basically all sophisticated machinery for war. I'm talking about a general for the battleship and airplane and, and aircraft carrier landing by Naura. So on the south of Lebanon, you have now the American heaviest and highest and most equipped battleship. And in North Lebanon, out of Tripoli, by Latakia in Syria, you have the Russian submarines with nuclear heads since 2014. Both of them are distant about 270 miles away from each other on that little Mediterranean seashore of Lebanon. And Lebanon is sitting on the tip of a volcano of 150,000 rockets that Hezbollah buried. And Gaza has all these tunnels. And on the other side, the Palestinians, unfortunately, have been coming themselves trapped in the hands of, of, of Hamas. They can't even leave their country or, or, or leave to South um, um, Gaza if they wanted to for safety. They are being detained by, by Hamas. They are being used. And the Palestinian people have a righteous cause mm. at the same time. So look at that complex situation. But I can tell you one thing. We are at a time where there is an extermination war. I do believe we do have information that many of the Muslim jihadists on the Sunni side are working with the Shia side. Unfortunately, we're not talking all the Shias. We're not talking all the Sunnis. We're talking just the people who come from an ISIS-type dogma, a Hamas-like dogma, a Muslim Brotherhood-like dogma, a jihadist-type dogma. And these are many. They are willing and they are raising people from Yemen, from Iraq, from mm-hmm. Syria, from Golan Heights, from Lebanon, from Egypt, and from the West, believe it or not, and from Jordan, in France itself, mm-hmm. to in New York itself, to raise war against the existence of Israel. So it's bad what hey, we're seeing today. A, a couple of quick things. Father Andre Mohana is with us. He's in Rome this morning. Um, how, how many uh, of Americans do you think know that the USS New Jersey shelled Lebanon uh, when the Civil War was underway? I, I would think very, very few. I mean, it's, these, there's, these things get lost in history. But the other part of it is when the U.S. is in Afghanistan, and I, what I think what, one of the things that says watch it is if Netanyahu makes the mistakes that George Bush made by attempting to occupy because, again, my reading and my listening, it's all tunneled. They have hidden spots to fight from. Uh, They don't care. Like you pointed out, they don't care. And if the Israeli army wants to go in and do whatever they're going to do, but if they stay, then they are the Bush model in Baghdad. The other one is uh, is, you know, Hezbollah, and I listened to some uh, guy being paid a couple million bucks a year on television talking about Hezbollah invasion. Where did Hezbollah come from, Father? Hezbollah came from uh, Khomeini, the big Khomeini, who in 1979, France invested 
um, eventually to bring him back after the revolution against the Shah of Iran. You know, you and me probably and a few other Americans would know that the uh, Iran was a moderate nation, was an advanced nation. It has prob- it had had probably in the 60s and 70s uh, the fourth largest military. Uh, mm-hmm. It had great relationships with the West. The Shah of Iran was well loved. He was received in Great Britain, and there was a lot of exchange of diplomatic relationships. And uh, there is this book that it says it took 50,000 50,000 intelligence intelligence um, basically members from the West to take down the Shah and to bring up and to put Khomeini to start the Islamic world revolution. Now, on the other hand, it sounds like the Islamic revolution was one of the tactics that the USSR, you know, the Russians Mm -hmm. at the time of the Soviet Union, would utilize in order to manipulate and leverage on the um, battle gains and losses with the West, with the United States, in a very specific way. So they would awaken these religious indoctrinations and these religious dogmas, and somehow, and they would use them for their benefit, use them as religious terrorism is another face and somehow of communist regime as, as, a, as a war tactic, they, they would use it. Father Andres with us. 710K in U.S. Peter Boyles, good morning. It's a Saturday. But when I read Iranians, Iranians say that the American CIA overthrew a duly elected government and put the Shah back on the throne, that it begins there, that the, uh, the, the Shah was selling the oil. Uh, there were many, many crimes were taking place. And the Shah was put on the throne and kept on the throne. And when it came to Jimmy Carter and the Shah, and do whatever we want to do with that, but the, the Shah was, they, there was a, an election, and they, they elected another man who, and then the, other, then the United States government, um, CIA plays the Marxist card, and the Iranians went, we're deeply religious, we are, uh, Shias and the one of the tenets of Marxism, of course, is atheism, and they wanted nothing. For a few to, months, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so they it arrived. didn't stand for a few months, and then they had to do the Muslim revolution. Yeah. You're right. You're right. I mean, they, they hated the. It was British Petroleum. It was the American CIA. It was Aramco. They hated those people, and that hate just stays and gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And the Shah's sick and he's losing his power and they oust the Shah. And after all the years that the United States made money off of the Shah, they would not let him in. I I do remember, Peter, one time you and me were talking and I told you the fight between Iran and Israel is a fight that is biblical in its roots. And the West, as as a consequence, has a failure to understand that those are two empires. They go back to Nabucodonosor. They go back to the time of the exile. And they are as related as they are enemies. They are as related as they are enemies. As a matter of fact, till today in Asfahan, there is a huge Jewish tribe. Unfortunately, at the fall of the Shah, the Jewish community in Iran suffered a lot, but that mm-hmm. Jewish community was since the time of Esther. 
mm. of Esther, yeah. the queen of, of the Jews. Sure. And, uh, you, you know, so and now you were talking about Hezbollah region and invasion. I want to tell you something. It is information. And, you know, Lebanon has a lot of information mm-hmm. on the streets. And unfortunately, 90% of the time, it ends up being real. It's coming from real places. Yes, but there is potential invasion by Hezbollah against Gaza, against Israel. The information would state to the fact that they want to go in and break to the high Galilee. And they want to go in at least to Ramallah, if not to Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. And they will become a part of the Palestinian yeah, government, absolutely. the same way they became a part of the Yemen government, of yep. the Iraqi government, yep. of the Syrian government, of Lebanon government. And uh, they, they, they will basically be at the nose, under, immediately at the nose of Israel in but, the Holy Land territory. But George Bush and Dick Cheney, and I think it's the other way around, decide for no reason to destroy what, had, what takes place with Saddam. I'm not telling you Saddam Hussein's a great man, but they removed the buffer between the Shia Iranians. And, and, and by the way, according to what I've read, Saddam Hussein tolerated no zealots, no uh, religious... Uh, I mean, I, I met people that they were Jews and Christians who lived... We met them. We, you and I met them. And they, right. they lived in relative peace in Baghdad and other places of the world. So Bush invades for no reason. He li- it's a lie. Overthrows, hang, they hang the... Saddam, now there's no buffer. There's nobody between, this is how ridiculously stupid they are, there's nobody that keeps the, keeps the Iranians in check. Now, now, now the Saudi Arabians, well, I don't believe that either. So, I mean, without one happening, would the other have happened? And that's the lessons of history. That's true. Actually, your 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 perspective is always right on. Uh, it's so. I'm, I'm very always impressed by your perspective on the Middle East, as if you lived it like the uh, well, uh, what do you call that Prince of Arabia, like the Prince of Arabia who probably <laughs> visited few times. Oh. You know the the Middle East. In fact, this is what Bibi Netanyahu said. He said, "Whatever we were doing since 9/11 has changed." Yes. So, and and I tell you what they were doing. They had agreed to give Iran access to the Mediterranean Sea all the way from Iran, Iraq, Syria to Lebanon. And they called this the economic, the economic marriage. They thought that through economic marriage, Sunnis, Shias, and the, the Jews live in what we call an economic peace and prosperity. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of the issues will fall in place and it will take care of itself. They but, did not know that the and, religious hate, the yeah. religious hate, is the foundation of all the problems. They did not want to deal with it. So they basically made the reality collapse at the expense of virtual world that they created 9-11. And now it's collapsing at the expense, unfortunately, of innocent Jewish people who now don't have even stayed, are afraid to even stay in Israel. But, you know, I always think religion is an excuse, but... Because during the time of the Ottomans, the Palestinians and, and Jews or Hebrews lived side by side, lived in peace. It wasn't until Balfour when everything gets crazy. And religion is used, I believe religion is used as an, as an excuse for 
some in-depth um, jealousy, uh, independence, and and it isn't. Do you think, Father? I'll ask you a last question. Um, does this end? First of all, I have to add a tip to your information in what you just said. Yeah. You think the um, hate feelings between Jews and, and Muslims or between Muslims and Jews, whoever, whoever from the Muslims, not all the Muslims, it's not fair <laughs> to say Muslims and Jews like that, started probably with the, the promise of Belfort. I have a tip to give you. It actually started in 1933 with the French colonialism inside yep. Damascus yep. who translated, who translated as a book for the Muslim people to read, the book of Adolf Hitler. Listen, I'm saying mm-hmm. something very dangerous, very dangerous. There is a book written by Adolf Hitler. It's actually the second bestseller Still. for the Muslim people who want to be yes. informed, informed about the history. It's called Kifahi, Kifahi, or My Militancy. It's some kind of a book that was written by Hitler, it seems. I did not know that that book is very famous. So the indoctrination inside the side of whoever is inside the Muslim world is, is jihadists against the Jews. Actually, their information is coming from anti-Semitic resources, Agreed. major anti-Semitic resources. I agree. The number one bestseller, I'm told, is the Protocols of the elders, learned, learned elders of Zion that was manufactured by the Tsar's secret police called the Okrana. And they developed this to use in pogroms, and it's been, you know, it's been taken apart. But the guys who murdered my friend Alan Berg, they read the protocols. And uh, car maker Henry Ford printed the protocols, and uh, the protocols are still a bestseller in the Middle East, and it's fabricated. It's not true. But that, again, going back to belief, that doesn't matter, does it? No, because uh, unfortunately, the Muslims are victim of false indoctrination. It's approvable. And uh, the Jews are victim of anti-Semitism. The Christians will pay a heavy price because they are a minority in the Middle East, and they have a lot of corruption. And the, the immigrants from the Middle East in the United States is where you might have a solution, Ooh. except that we experienced some immigrants from the Middle East in Denver, you and me. Look at my situation. We, I don't yes. think we have a successful case. You know, they don't love America. They don't, they, they're not successful model of, unfortunately, and it's my people, but they did not integrate well. Deep down, the model of the United States, a total separation for the sake of religion and for the sake of the state between state and religion is needed in the Middle East. There is no reason why the same Jewish and Palestinians and Arabs and Lebanese people, Muslims and Christians who in the United States, they visit each other at the holidays. They do business with one another. When they go back to the Middle East, they have to fight. There is no reason for that. Whatever guarantees it in the United States could guarantee it. I want to leave you with that note. Can you imagine that we have American ships and American charter planes taking Americans now who like to come back home because of the violence that is happening? Americans from Gaza and Americans from Israel will board most likely the same airplanes yep. as Americans yeah. running away to come back home to sure. America. Sure. Some of them are American Palestinians and the others are American Jews from Israel. Does that make sense? No, but that's part of how complex this is not. A simple, by any stretch of the imagination, this is an extremely complex 
and it's being shuffled by talk radio and Fox News and others as a very simple um, this side, that side, this side's good and that side's bad, without really, there's no one, I've not seen anybody appear on television or radio shows to talk about Balfour Declaration, Sykes-Picot, to talk about Lawrence, to talk about the Ottoman Empire, to talk about the Roman Empire. And, and, and again, I'm certainly just a student, I'm not an expert, but you've got to take a bite out of all of that before you can arrive at where Fox News has arrived. Father, when are you coming um, home? When are you coming um, home? I hopefully hopefully I will come soon. I want to tell you, Peter, that Americans should know that you, you personally, myself, John Medved, and uh, Casey Monahan have started an initiative back in 2014 on August 11 called the Place Initiative: Peace, Love, and Coexistence mm, for it. All the Children of Abraham. Based on that, we gave we we initiated the mission of hope and mercy because of which I'm being persecuted mm-hmm. a lot, but it's doing a lot of good work in the Middle East mm-hmm. and in and in the United States. The place initiative is a roadmap for salvation. I know President Trump at his time he took it in consideration. I know the Abrahamic Accord has mm-hmm. some elements in it mm-hmm. for success. It's done for success. Forget the it, it's uh, done. forget it. That those accord they're gone. That's gone now. That accord is gone. Yeah, That's you're gone. right. That's gone. You're right. I love you, Father. I'll talk to you. I love you. Thank you, sir. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, sir. All right, Andre Mahana, a Lebanese and a Maronite and a, and a priest. Um, back to open lines. Uh, per, uh, Professor Smith coming up, 303-696-1971. Twin Aspen Dental Center focused on offering comprehensive family dental care from semi-annual cleanings and checkups to same-day crowns, dental implants, dentures, Invisalign clear and again, those they're, they're, they're clear braces. People can't tell you're wearing them. Doctors Richter and Snyder and their incredible team are able to access all of your family's dental needs under one roof. They offer, again, patient emergency dental services and something happens in the middle of the night and boom, there you go. Call them. You're dealing with painful dental abscess. Their team will be there for you professionally and promptly to deliver exceptional care. For your convenience, they also accept most dental insurance plans. They even offer a reduced-fee dental memberships, which allow individuals and families to receive preventative care, in addition to quality dental treatments at reduced prices. Take the first step towards keeping your great smile and getting a better smile. These are, these are the best. Go to TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. Find out more about their services and their plans TwinAspenDentalCenter.com, TwinAspenDentalCenter.com, 303-841-7466, 841-7466. Don't wait, TwinAspenDentalCenter.com. Morning, everybody. 710 KNUS Denver's talk station. Lines are jammed. It's a Saturday morning, October the 14th, 2023. 60 the high and 70 on Sunday and 75 on Monday. Um after listening to talk radio and watching news outlets and what's clear to me and I think it should be to you is the lack of historical perspective in how this horrible, and there's no excuse for it, but how this horrible conflict has renewed itself again. And it's, it's steeped in history that isn't particularly pretty. 
And as I said, we lost guests who said they would appear and then will not. Coming up, uh, we'll go to Baylor for Professor Smith. What I want to make clear again before the open lines begin, anybody that screams or yells or says anything, I, I just don't have time for it. It's just been one day after the next. Stack Optical, my friend Alan Stack at Stack, has been serving Denver since 1968. That was his dad, focusing on providing the highest standards of customer service, and they have a great selection of eyewear. They do appointments. Be sure to call ahead before coming out. And, again, you have that, you know, 11 o'clock or 1.30 or whatever time that you want, they'll make it work. If you have a difficult prescription, they can help you. On-site eyeglass production lab delivers the best quality prescription sunglasses, sporting glasses, eyewear. My glasses, everything comes from Allen. Motorcycle glasses, ski goggles, sunners, you name it, Stack has it. Um, they are they're open as we speak. 2233 South Monaco Parkway, near South Monaco and Evans. Give them a call today and ask for the $69 eye exam. It's a sweet deal. 303-321-1578. 303-321-1578. Visit them online, Stack Optical. It's S-T-A-C-K. StackOptical.com. Premier Care Vision Health. Stack Optical. Call them today. And tell them I sent you, 2233 South Monaco Parkway. It's South Monaco and Evans is where they're near. But they're ready, and they'll do, they'll do the best for you. They truly will. 303-321-1578. I don't know who's first. We'll try Don. He's in the first caller box. Don, you're on a radio show. Good morning. Hey, Peter. I uh, hope you're uh, hanging in there. Uh, I hope you're doing well. Thank you. Well, I'll shift gears and talk about last week, and I enjoyed that you brought in uh, Dr. Daddio because that's part of urban contemporary radio or oh, R&B hip-hop radio history that needs to be told because you always hear about the Frankie Crockers, you yep. hear about the KDAYs in Los Angeles, Tom Joyner, uh, Steve Harvey, whoever, but, th- 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 but Dr. Daddio brought the format to middle America, which was difficult to do. And uh, the only thing, I mean, urban radio did try to uh, break away from colorblindness somewhat, but they just couldn't do it. So what you had instead was the disco uh, movement. And then you had the original WKTU well, let me, let me in New stop. York. Let me, let me, cause this yeah. is a pretty intense morning. Um, I was mentioning uh, Rudolph Isley died, and uh, yeah, and I, you know, and I'm trying to tell people how significant the Isley brothers were, at least to me, and yeah. um, and if you had to listen to a certain in Pittsburgh as a kid growing up, and I don't want to belabor the call because of Whammo, Whammo, and I listened to Whammo, and they would play Shout, uh, the yeah. Isley brothers, they 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 play Hank Ballard, they would play. You know, stuff that uh, white boy top 40 radio would not touch. And guys like guys like Jimmy and a lot of guys, in fact, you know, would do the they play what wasn't acceptable, quote unquote. But although although at least the white kids I grew up with, um, we were drawn to that. We were drawn to the music. And we I'm going to give you the last comment. But we all had Porky Chadwick's soul security cards (laughs) from 
From the, I mean, no problem. Yeah. No problem. I mean, you know, and Frankie Crocker, I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, WBLS had that appeal too. But also another thing is what's we also have something called the rhythmic format. And, you know, while you had KTU and the disco, that didn't that fizzled out. The what became the rhythmic format started with MS Broadcasting's KPWR Power 106 in Los Angeles. And also what helped was uh, KISS 97.3 in Albuquerque, bringing that to middle America. And in Colorado Springs, we had a rhythmic station before Denver got it with KS-104, KS-107.5 with 98.9 Magic FM, and oh. now it's iHearts to Beat. So Let me do basically, this. Yeah. Call me, let's pop it next. Donnie, thanks, but I, I have a difficult... The difficult part of this is uh, the history lessons this morning. I thank you. Uh, actually, I have next Saturday off. I'm going to a wedding, and I don't know who will be here. This is Jack. Jack, you're on a radio show. Good morning, and thank you. It is about uh, 10.42, I think. Uh, Peter, you were talking earlier about Che Guevara. Hmm? I want to remind you about something. Uh, John Kennedy said that those who make peaceful revolution inevitable, uh, peaceful revolution impossible, make violent revolution inevitable. Absolutely. And if you look at, go back at a movie called The Motorcycle Diaries, about the early life of Che Guevara. Che Guevara's book. He wrote it. Uh, Well, The Motorcycle Diaries was not the book. It was actually a movie that was made. No, no, no. I know know that, but that's how Guevara gets radicalized. And he he writes and he talks. And remember, his last name is Lynch. It's not Guevara. Yeah. And he, they're Irish. They're Irish Argentinians. And his family. Yes, he was a medical student in Argentina. Yeah, his father. Yeah, his father. And yeah. you're talking about a conflict in the Middle East going back to the middle of the 20th century. Actually, the conflict in Latin America with the United States invading El Salvador mm-hmm. and Nicaragua mm-hmm. and Mexico Guatemala. go back even yeah. earlier than that. Mm, sure. And Che Guevara was inspired in Guatemala when he saw a government that wanted to make peaceful changes be overthrown by the United States. Uh, and over and so, the, the United Fruit, the Multinationals, correct. the American... The guy's name correct. was... They are, the government... It was a guy named R. Benz, and it's 1954, and this government finally you know, stands up and says no. Well, they stood up and said no for about 11 seconds, and they were like, like the Shah... They were overthrown because, um, you know, remember when when there's a government that wins in Iran, they win an open election in Iran, they oust the Shah. Well, this guy is nationalizing the oil wells. He's calling the, uh, particularly uh, British Petroleum, he's calling them on what we would call environmental crimes. All these things are taking place, so he he's going to seize the wells and... Uh, they they tell people he's a Mar- he's a Marxist or something, which some insanity. They overthrow, and the Shah, I believe, has gone to Egypt and waiting, and they bring the Shah back and put him on right. So put him put him on that, the yeah. that's the history that's important, but the important history that too many people have a blind spot about, and I think that you uh, are guilty of that as well. Hmm. Is not focusing on these countries so close to the United States. Where well, no way, man. Stop. I mean, of listen, we have, people were murdered. My friend, my, hundreds my, of thousands of people were murdered. My friend, hang on, just a second. 
We have talked many, many, many times about Central America, many, many times about Far East Asia, close Asia. I mean, this morning is the focus is Middle East. I'm not guilty of anything. Uh, This day is a day we talk about the history of Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Uh, Che Guevara is a psychotic. He's a murderer. He's a mass killer. The um, the Castro brothers run his ass off. Uh, so you know he's he's no great shakes. I appreciate. Uh, we'll go to Jay. Jay, you're on the radio show. We're coming up on time, man. Good morning. Good morning, Peter. How are you? I'm good, man. We'll go go back to the Middle East. Uh, you know, now that we have a fifth fleet, at least the carrier group sitting there, they're. That those waters off the coast are so tumultuous for our, our aircraft carriers, and you can't even fit a full carrier group uh, in there. And then we're—I honestly feel like we're being going to be sucked into this thing uh, in a kind of a backwards sort of way. It, the other thing that I think I'm most concerned with with this immediate battle is now. <clears throat> Is Israel is almost forced to go over and occupy the yeah. entire area, evacuate the entire area, destroy the tunnels, yeah. recapture armament, and and then I guess repopulate those people. Mm-hmm. Um, although there was never a Palestine, there was never been a place like that until recently. Well, there's been a this this area of of land that was. Uh, it was called the British named it Palestine, but they get their name from Phoenician or from from Phoenicians right. from uh, um, Goliath, David and Goliath, which is an interesting That's conflict. Right. And who is Goliath? He's a Philistine. That's where the name comes from. And uh, but remember, there's the Roman Empire is way before the Ottomans. The Ottomans are way before right. the British. It, it isn't anything that it started last Saturday and. And that was the point that so troubled me in listening to, I think, intellectual lightweights with microphones. Um, please, I mean, this is the hard part because I said, I, I had guys booked for the show that said no. They booked it and then said no. But, you know, um, it's repercussions. It's the repercussions of this. If you look at these demonstrations in the street, um, <laughs> what do you think about those little punks in Harvard? They've got fifty oh. billion dollars in the bank, and they're Harvard's, speaking out. Harvard's Come a, on, Harvard's a joke. Shut them down. The Harvard's a joke. Nah, don't shut them down. But just no, I'm just shut down the money. They're getting government money. Look, the the, the <laughs> Harvard. There was a time. I suspect maybe you as well. Somebody said. They went to Harvard. You like you treated them like woo, like you really right. did. You went to Harvard, damn man. And now it's like you went to Harvard. <laughs> like, yeah. And, yeah. But it's the whole Ivy League, and, and that's yeah. what happens when the left seizes power. So can you imagine having to be a soldier in the Israeli army, go down into those tunnels, oh, which would be full of booby traps, remember and all there, kinds of things? There were tunnels in Southeast Asia. There were tunnels in. In uh, in Iraq, there were tunnels in Afghanistan. If Netanyahu, now who is like he's an he's an iron fist, but if they go to stay, and they go to Gaza and try and stay, then they are George Bush in Baghdad, and yeah. and the fighting will just on go and continue. And 
But if he goes, they try and find weapons. They try and find, but these guys are already they're they're in they're in they're in spider holes. They're they're already hiding. The, the, this horrible fight will, and it's going to start. I mean, right now, if it isn't already started, it's about to start. And it's the ground invasion yeah. of Gaza. That's right. That's wow. right. And then what do you do? What do you do when you do? finally finish all that cleanup you don't you repopulate absolutely I, it's just a mess it's every 10 years if you if you cycle this <laughs> perspectively in history in history it's every 10 years and and not, you'll you'll grow another generation what part of the pentagon <clears throat> papers where they finally said well, you know you can't beat a birth rate which mcnamara never told anybody never read in fact but <clears throat> and there's who is going to surrender i listen to people talk about Japan and talking about Germany, I have no idea what they're talking about. There was the yeah. em- the emperor quit. They surrendered. Right. Hitler shoots himself in the head. They surrender. Right. Who's going to surrender? Their their theology will not surrender. No, they can, well, What's in their skin and their DNA will not surrender. You follow what I'm saying? Of course, there 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 is there's only tomorrow. Re- there's only yesterday repeating itself tomorrow. They'll go through another cycle, they'll, and they'll come back. And that's why I think the Israeli perspective kind of is, look, we got to do this, um, and they'll be back. And I, I, real quick, then i got to pause. I, I was in a chow line in, um, in um, Israel and with um, the uh, Israeli defense. And there's this true story, man, beautiful, blonde, young woman. Um, we're in the chow line together. She's got a... She, I said, you say M16, but they may say AR, over mm-hmm. her shoulder. We're, you know, eating food. And I said, and she's a kid. I don't think she's 25. And I said, will this ever end? And she said, not in my lifetime. Wow. Boom. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. We'll turn around. 710 KNUS. Make me want to shout. Shout, 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 shout. The Isley Brothers say you will. Woo! How many parties, if you're my age, you went to? There's shout part one and shout part two. <laughs> I was like. Woo, and we have lost one of the Isley brothers. It was announced yesterday. Rudolph Isley has passed away. 60 will be high today, 70 tomorrow and Monday, 75 degrees. It's the 14th of October, Saturday morning, 710K in U.S. But the Isley brothers, I mean, um, you know, they, 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 they did not, because one fellow who's just so great about radio called the – in Pittsburgh, the top 40 sort of Kim radio station was uh, was called KQV, KQV. Actually, Rush, Rush Limbaugh worked there under the name of Jeff Christie. He jocked as Jeff Christie, but he worked there. And I think he got fired there, and I think he got fired twice there, which is makes him a radio guy, right? You get fired. But when the Isley Brothers, wow. They were out of Cincinnati, Ohio, the Tower of Power in Cincinnati, Ohio. I saw them. I, we saw them in white, like white tuxedos and stuff. Wow. 
And you know the sands of time, right? Walt Garrison is gone, and one of the Isley brothers is gone. David Ellis is my friend. He's working right now. You hear me talk about taking valuables to David Ellis. They're the jewelers of fortune and cash to secure an appraisal from David for all the valuables you have tucked away in your home. So it's still true, but let me share the other reasons to see my guy. And just in case you don't have a Rolex, a rare coin, or a silver tea set. See David for all your most meaningful gift-giving ideas and occasions. And David, David and, and the jewelers have, have them right there and just in the right price for those special people that, that it means the most. Antique watches, emerald pennants, gold necklaces, diamond rings. Trusted jewelers been buying precious metals and antiques in Colorado for decades. David's our guy. Dazzling cases filled with hundreds of new and used pieces for your for your loved ones, and they will treasure them. See David. Visit David. See for yourself. Black awning on the corner of 3rd and Clayton and Cherry Creek. Six days a week. He's there as we speak. Explore DavidEllisJewelry.com. You need money? See Sonny. Call our friend. David Ellis, 303-322-8779. Again, if you want to speak directly, 303-322-8779. Tell David I sent you or just park and see the man third and Clayton to walk in. How much time we got, Lou? We got like two minutes. I hate to start a call. All right, let's go to uh, Winston Smith. Mr. Smith, we got two minutes. Oh, my Lord, I actually got in. I, I'm here in the Mile High City, and the your Denver Broncos are playing well this year. Yes, Pete. they are. Really. And and the vaunted Buffaloes, 29 nothing at half, but didn't quite cut the mustard in the second. Anyway, how you, are you? I, you know, I'm well. We got about a minute, and I got to take I the know. turn. All right. Yeah, I, everything's fine. Uh, are you still do riding your bike? Yes, at, I am. At your, yes, at I your am. tender age? Well, are you going to ride today? Uh, it's a little bit chilly, and I got a big day today. But I, what I did real quick, I, you know, because I had the mini stroke, and then I had congestion. Yeah. I, I bought a trike. And okay, it, a three wheeler, right? Yeah, and and it's a GR three, and it's like the coolest black well, black good. on black, and it's tricked, well, and it's uh, and it runs. Now, all like, you need is a girlfriend. That's, Click. That's true too. <laughs> when you, well, when you, on the back on the back of the shirt, one says, um, yeah. "If you can read this shirt, that you know what fell off." Or <laughs> the shirt? No, no, I'm serious. The other shirt yeah. would be the other shirt would be, uh, "If you can read this shirt, I need a fill in the blank." And the third one no, is, you're, you're... and the third one is when a woman flies by you, and it says the fill in the blank just passed you so yeah, you're, you know you have no shame but i love you anyway okay? you're kind <laughs> you are kind. you take care you go okay. all right now on the other side we'll go to baylor university and professor david smith and the perspective and there isn't there is a, a historical huge historical record and lesson that leads up to what began a week ago and was it you know another example of the tet offensive or the Easter Rising, or what did this mean, and where, where did go, and the Israelis are about to do perform the ground war in Gaza. And I say, if Netanyahu stays, he's George Bush, then you really get the world to come down. I, I don't have answers, but it's really been a kind morning, and I, like I said, I, I didn't know what was going to happen, but I knew it would. 
and Louis did a did a great job. And uh, as, as long as none, none of the personalized stuff, but look at history and tell us what it says. All right, it is sixty degrees in the city today, seventy tomorrow. We'll return with the one and only, and again, he's one of the wisest guys, Professor David Smith from Baylor University.